What's going on, guys? Welcome to River City 93. This is your host, Elliot Barr. Shania Duran. And this is our last review show. It's kind of sad. Yeah, of the year. Yeah. If the Kickers would have made the playoffs, we would have had more episodes. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about the good times, the good old days. Yeah. God, I sound like I'm back in the 1940s when I said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, no, nah, man. Well, look at the positives. We got a good win. We did. Yesterday. We did. Yo, the whole atmosphere. A very dominant win, too. Yeah. Oddly enough. Um, so, Richmond Kickers, we beat Orlando City. Two to nothing. Mm-hmm. Got a clean sheet in our last home game. It's been, what, I think two, three years since we ended the season with a win? If my yeah. memory says right. I yeah. Think it's been two, I, three I, years I, since. I remember a lot of ending season draws. Or losses. In the past, or losses. Well, of course, <laughs> last year definitely was a loss. But, yeah, it's been it's been a while since yeah. we had an end of season where we decisively put a stamp on the season yeah. and said, yeah, we're done. Um, So, let's just go ahead and get started with it. For those who didn't know, and I'm pretty sure if you watched the game, you pretty much did know, it was Troy's last home game. Yeah. Um, He's retiring at the age of 26, going off to do amazing things. So, first and foremost, round of applause to him. And his a great career. But I got to say, he saved, I think, every shot on goal for this game. Like, I think he had more shots on goal in this game than he's had his entire career. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to see if he could get a, oh, yeah. a goal. Oh, he was seeing. Game. Literally, with, within 50 seconds of the game starting, we got a corner kick. And he came flying out of nowhere. Air Troyer again. Right, Air Troyer. Got a good header on it, and it pings off the crossbar. I would. If that if that ball's it. on the other side of the crossbar, that's it. That's in. That's it. And that was just that would have been just like his goal against Greenville because that one hit the crossbar too, crossbar and in. Oh yeah, most definitely. Oh yeah. So let's start off with so kickers are in a four four two and got some surprising lineups. Um, Zach Perez definitely gets to start it right back. There's no Gariardo, no Maxi in the lineup. Yeah. No uh, Lockerbie on the lineup. Yeah. No Lockerbie. Um, Joe Rice, who I had my money on to get a start, did not. Akira did for this game. Brumall got the backup goalkeeper spot. And Bodoc was playing fullback. <laughs> which yeah, is oddly which surprising was enough. Weird, yeah. But he did a good job there. He did. He played well. He did. And I think the thing that hurt, like, granted, this is the thing that hurt us in the Toronto game is when we're playing this 4 2 and our center backs are split so wide. Because mm-hmm. we're so used to playing a back three, so you have three center backs to cover the back line. When you're playing just a back four, the center backs spread out wide, well, and the fullbacks full need to be a little closer. Yeah, the fullbacks drop off because there were moments in the game where Bulldogs playing fullback, but he's really acting like a wingback. But I think they were kind of seesawing, and and I saw that whenever Bulldog would push up and venture forward, we had a back three. Yeah, like Shinovsky would shift over, Akwe would shift over, Perez would shift over, and we'd have a back three. To allow Bulldog to move into that space because we know that Bulldog is a puppeteer. Oh yeah, team. he's he everything goes through him. Although today I didn't see too oh well today yesterday I didn't see too much of that. It was more Troyer that was kind of the center of everything. Everything went through him. Oh oh for sure I, I guarantee <laughs> they might not have talked about it. They might not. Even I think it was just a to. general understanding. But they were understanding. They were trying. Like, Kobe's last game, when it was like, just give the ball to Kobe. Yeah. That's what he was doing with Troy. Because I yeah. think 
what was it? He had the shot in the first minute, and then he had another attempt, I think, fifth or eighth minute. Yep. And then he had the shot at the end. At the end, 86 oh. minute, I think. They, they were trying. They were trying. And I think every time Troy got on the ball, I was, I think everyone else was, was just yelling, shoot, shoot it, just shoot it. Like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, in the moment, yes, you, you, you want to be crazy and you want to yell, shoot, but when he's, what, 20 yards from goal? Don't care. Get, shoot it. Keeper's like six shoot foot seven. It. Shoot it. Yo, Herrera's a giant, though. <laughs> shoot it. <laughs> Scared money don't make no money. Yeah, no, I understand <laughs> that. And and I mean, like, for example, him coming out of nowhere in for that header for the first, oh, yeah. What's for the first attempt on goal within yeah. a minute of the game. Oh, if that had gone in. And I got to say, if if Bulo is going to stick with this system of the four four two and pressing and getting mm-hmm. into people... I gotta say, I like what I see out of Boy Team because he's not he does not see a shot that he does not like. He will yeah. try any shot from anywhere oh, yeah. and get into any oh, situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'll make um, a nuisance of himself up front. Yeah. I mean, I like that. Perez, I like what I saw of him. Me too. Someone that I would like to see come back next year. He seemed to be a good depth option option. And um, this is I know this is one thing a lot of people wouldn't look at for a player, but there's one thing I did notice in this game with Zach Perez is with every other player, whenever they'd receive the ball, they take their their first touch would be okay. Yeah. You know, you get a little bit of a bounce to it, but they'd still be able to move it. With Perez, every time that ball came to him, no matter at what pace, it's like that ball was glued to his foot. And yeah. something like that is very important in a defensive player, especially when you got craziness going on just outside the 18 on the wing in the channel. He's got to be able to take a good touch and get the ball out. And he has a very, very good first touch. And that's he extremely does. important. And, and the other thing to it is you would think for a guy getting his first ever professional minutes, you would expect to see like that timidness. Now, granted, we're playing on OCB, who is the bottom of the table. Yeah. Worse than us. But this is a team that just beat Greenville, who is in the playoffs. But yeah. And you would expect to see some timidness of Perez. And I got to say, out of the 67 minutes in which he was in the game because he got substituted off for Hughes, I, he looked like he fit in. He looked like he, he was playing all oh, around. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely a player I would love to see come back if we're fortunate to have him. But yeah. the first goal, I got to give a shout out to Wape. I don't know where this Wape has been at. Oh, my. Two assists in the game. Yes. This is coming off with the Toronto game in which he scored the banger. Oh, yeah. My man is showing out. He He's showing had, out. He had a game. He was uh, man of the match. Definitely um, should be. And he should make team of the week this week. And, the final and team of the week, he definitely is, should make. This is one thing, though, I, I did want to say is that before this goal, Shinoski was looking for him. He had about three good chances on goal before this one. Oh, yeah. He had that first, the corner that came in, he got ahead to it, gets deflected back out for another corner that's taken short. The ball gets pinged around. And then I think it was Mwape who finds it. No, I think it was Retzloff who finds him at the far post, gets a touch to it, keeper bobbles it out. I mean, he was hunting for those goals during those set pieces. And which, which makes me think that's a sign of, Real, just amateurness from Orlando City B. It's like this guy had three. 
he almost scored on you three times in a row on three set pieces. Well, Why we'll is no about, one marking him? I mean, we'll talk about OCB and their bitterness <laughs> later on. But Iwampe pretty much is a set piece that's set up. Iwampe, you would think he's square enough to take the shot. Mm-hmm. But then when you go back a little the replay, he's just standing there. He's just like, oh, no one's covering the back post. All right, cool. And he's got one of our tallest players stand, hanging out back there. Yeah. <laughs> and he just curls in. And it, a lot of you not. It looks like all of OCB players just froze. And just, just watch the like, ball. Oh, no, this is going out of bounds. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that first goal that Lancey scored against us in that free kick in which Koifit got it and our back line just froze. It was just like, huh, this is what happened? <laughs> like, that, that's literally what happened. And Connor gets it. Puts his head onto it. Oh, my goodness. Connor folded in half in there to get he power did. behind that. He did. Hair. Like, he just, he literally jumped up in there and bowed into the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, he scores a goal. We're up one nothing, And then, <laughs> it was kind of cool because Connor didn't want to really celebrate. He was like, give it to Troyer. Give it to Troyer. <laughs> so, they all just throw Troyer to the stands, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Um. And then with 35th minute, that goal happened in the 31st minute. This goal happens in the 35th minute. And Wape again, coming from a pass from Troyer. Oh, yes. Just Troyer literally from just at the edge of the center circle. Yeah. Just literally passes the ball that literally breaks three lines of the Orlando City B ranks yeah. to get to Mwape. And then, dude. <laughs> and Mwape... Was just like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend like I'm playing and one mixtape. He kind of like just stands there. It crosses a one OCB. He fakes like he's going to shoot. He fakes it. Goes to his left. Completely frozen. Wraps the around the whole defense. And I think the OCB, I can't see who the player was. Yeah. But he drops all the way back. Like he's almost beside the goalkeeper. Yeah. And so Iwapi just slots it in to the area. Here's Boateng off the back post. Slots it in. He just he just sticks a big foot on it. And, and then the OCB player raises his hand, looks, and he sees the goalkeeper. So he was like, ah, okay, come on. We're going to go start this game over again. <laughs> yeah. No, he saw that. That He saw that there was, there was nothing he could do about that. Oh. Um, um, apart from that, I mean, kickers were I, – I watched it when I, when I re-watched the game. So I watched it last night, and then I watched it again today, and I was paying attention. Akira Fitzgerald did not touch the ball until the 13th minute of the game. Like, that's how much we were just pummeling Orlando City B yeah. on the attack. Like, literally, he did not get a touch on the ball until the 13th minute. That's when, that's the first time something happened where he had to get involved. And I also think, too, I mean, this question was brought up a lot, like, about how Bulo's been able to pay and pick his own players and bring in players. I think Bulo's pick. He picked players at the beginning of the year for one particular system. Mm-hmm. And as all of us know, that system crashed and burned horribly. Yeah, we, it didn't work. And now I think he's found a system that not only works for him, but it also fits the style of the players that we have. Exactly. And the capabilities that they have. You can't expect players that, that don't have that possessive mindset and that sharpness to do it because it's going to look slow and crappy like we saw. Yeah. And I think if Bulo can fine-tune and fix their system, it's something that could be, that could wreak havoc. Oh, it can. Because Boateng, I got a lot. Boateng and Wape, 
Even Bodu. When he's playing fullback, now granted, I don't want Bodu playing fullback. No, I want him playing the middle. Yeah, I want him I want to play in the eight. But I got to say, like, even out there, the it looks fine. I think the biggest thing is, is finding cover for Shinovsky because, as you saw tonight, there was no one pressing Shinovsky. Now, granted, in the second half, there were a couple of dangerous moments here and there, but it was nothing too crazy. I think Akira had one ball that um, missed Joker, but he was able to get onto it very sharply. Mm-hmm. OCB didn't really have anything in attack. Yeah. No, they, they looked didn't. all over sorts. Um, and you can see, like, OCB... Mm. Now, for those who listened to our last episode, um, we did an interview with Sean Rollins of the Bayland. Make sure you go check out that interview. Mm-hmm. It was really good. But you got a lot of the mindset of where the club is with a lot of these players and talking about, like, the shortcomings of this team and how individualistic they are. And you saw a lot of that in the game today because... A lot of OCB players either A, checked out, or they look like just pissed off and bitter. Yeah. Like, I think it was, who was it? Doif, the guy who gave us the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, oh, Doif. No, uh, and the thing the thing is, he wasn't prepared to play. No. And that, that I did want to touch on that a bit. I mean, and I feel him coming on completely threw off the team because he was not supposed to come on. Hernandez literally just subs on. Yeah. Herrera launches a goal kick out to the wing. I don't know what happened. He goes up to try and stop it from going out of bounds. He it kind of rolls down his body, and I think his back leg goes out, slides yeah, out from I under think, him. And he, I don't know if he pulled something, but from what went, it looked like on the video, I'm not saying it looked like a torn ACL, but it looked like he just, it looked like his knee just gave out. Yeah, I and don't. He was know. walking past us and. He, you could just tell that like, he put no pressure on that back leg, like nothing. Yeah. Um, best of prayers, I hope he gets better. But then yeah. Doif comes in, and you could just tell like he was just completely. <laughs> he had he had some he had some like he had think... some words with uh with with, with Akira. Yo, him and Akira. No, that was um that was um striker. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, striker. The same when they got the red card against Akira, they got yeah, the, the group. Yeah, at the no. end of the game. But uh, and then but Doif got so. Troy, for those who don't know, Troy was getting subbed off, I think, in the 88th or 89th minute. Yeah. You know, soccer time clocks are weird. Yeah. But the normal thing is, if it's your last game, you know, everyone kind of knows it. You give him the armband, you get like the little guard of honor, things yeah. like that. And then Dorf just walks over there and just shoves everyone, all the kickers players, and just like told them, like, hey, they need to hurry up. Like, dude, I hate to say it, you're down two goals. It's probably going to be like three minutes of stoppage time, if that. Yeah. Just, it was, yeah, they had already put the sign up saying three minutes of stoppage time. Ball yeah, goes like out for why, a corner. Like, why are you taking this moment to start trying to pick a fight? It's not worth it, dude. No, no, that was that was very very poor of him, and and I I do hope he realizes in hindsight that that yeah. was extremely ugly. Yeah. At the end of the day, last game of the season, y'all are dead last on the, on the table. Y'all aren't gonna even if you were to come back and tie this game. Yeah. Even that, if you had that, had time to come back and tie this game, what does that mean? No, it doesn't mean that, anything. This man is playing his last game yeah, and retiring. Just let him go on the field. Like, you know the ref is going to give you, like, a couple of extra seconds. Like, just yeah, let it go. And then, um, Magaru gets an argument with Akira again. Akira, yo, for what it looked like when I went back and watched the game afterwards, like... It seemed as if Akira was telling him, like, kid, I will fight you. Like, stop talking. <laughs> no, no, Akira, Akira, Akira gangster, okay? Oh, yeah. Akira, oh, yeah. can, Akira can get mad gully if he need to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Akira was like, dude, 
I will, I will, you up. <laughs> Stop talking. And then he gets a yellow card. So I think that's just been all the problems from OCB. It's just, if, if you can get in their heads, they'll create their own mistakes. Yeah. And that, that's pretty much what happened. Um, yeah. We had plenty of chances after that. But I think later on, in the as we got later in the game, there was more of a focus of, Maybe see if we can try and get Troy to maybe score the finisher or something. Oh yeah, Troy admitted and it. And so it, it was. It was Troy admitted it. He did. There wasn't that much focus in in trying to score another goal unless Troy was the one to score it. Yeah. But and then after he got off, it was like literally a minute or two. Yeah, I think Justin Grove came on. Hughes came on for Perez because I think Perez had like a cramp or something. Yeah. And then Kraft came on for. Um, was it Retzloff or yeah, he came on yeah. for Retzloff. Retzloff is another player. Yes. If, okay. I, I need to go back, back and watch certain games on him. Yeah. But I feel like he's a player that can fit into that CDM role. Now, granted, Retzloff is as big as Troyer. He's not yeah. even as big as Maxi. Yeah. But I think if you, I don't know. I need to see more. I mean, the, the, to I be honest it. with you, I don't. I don't think that that's a big deal because. I know we're talking apple. I know people would think that we're talking apples and oranges by me saying this, but N'Golo Kante isn't a big dude either. Yes, he's one of the best center, central true. defensive midfielders in the world, if not the best. That is so, true. That is true. Size. And I've seen. Some, I guess if you if you're looking for that big, destroyer role. Yeah, if you, even if you're looking, I mean, but that is the type of player that N'Golo Kante is. N'Golo Kante is the the berserker, the anti strategy of. Chelsea, he yeah. is the guy who's going to go in there and completely destroy what you're trying to f- create and just completely just mangle your midfield. And I've seen big central defensive midfielders get shrugged off. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> Magic. <Yeah. laughs> and sorry. on that note, um, <laughs> I'm going to let you have that one. Don't <laughs> um, <laughs> have a complete train of thought. At, so... We're going to take a short commercial break. Um, we got a good interview with Troyer. It's not super long, but we wanted to pay our respects to him. Um, so after this interview with Troyer, we'll come back. We're going to talk about uh, the USL playoffs. We got the end of the year review show. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So catch you guys after this. How you doing, Captain? Great. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> it's weird seeing this is your last home. How did it feel out there for you? It was great, you know, it was uh, great to get the win. The guys put in a great effort. Um, it's, you know, I was just trying to take in every every second. Um, I have so many family and friends that uh, came down and it meant so much to me and the Red Army and everybody screaming my name. Um, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity uh, to play one more game. The last five years, how has it all accumulated when I leave? Is there any moment during the game where it just hits you like, yo, this is my last home game? Or was it just like, it just all hit you collectively at once? Yeah, it was it was hit me earlier in the day. I had a lot of uh, surprises from family members I didn't expect. Um, it, it's really an incredible moment, one I'll never forget. Um, getting to hug all the players and uh, so many fans, you know that you guys make it worth it. So uh, it was just a great opportunity. So we saw what was around the thirty first minute. You had a header on goal, then you had another header on goal. Were you deliberately trying to get a shot on goal? <laughs> I, uh, I may have gone higher than usual. I may have gotten a little greedy. I apologize to my teammates, but uh, I think some of them enjoyed it. No, I think it's all good. A <laughs> um, couple of last questions. Your experience here as a kickers player, you know, are you thinking about getting into coaching or are you just totally done with it and be like, I'm done with soccer, I'm going on into something else? 
There's not a chance that soccer will be leaving my life. Um, I don't know if I'll coach next year, but uh, in my lifetime, I'll definitely, I would love to coach. I love working with kids. Um, so whether it's with the kickers, you know, I'm, I'm not sure when, but I, I would love to be coaching kids at some point. Any last words you want to say before we end? Uh, just a thanks uh, to everyone again, the Red Army, the fans, uh, my family, my friends, um, coaches through, through the years. Uh, you guys believed in me. Um, it really, really meant the world to me to, to be here for five years and I've uh, made a lot of friends here, so I mean, thank are, you so are you much. you holding back the tears? I have been holding back the tears all day, Elliot. <laughs> I've been doing my best, man. No, nah, but thank you so much, man. No, thank you. Thank you. You guys are the best. No, no problem, man. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that good interview with Braden Troyer. Once again, we just want to tip our hats to him, wish him the best in uh, retirement. We're going to miss him. That's I'm another chance. That we can never use again. Yeah. Well, Troyer, he's a we can't hey, look. You can't. If he comes to the to a game. Oh yeah, definitely. You tell us to hang game. out with the Red Army. Yeah. Oh, we're bringing that chant oh, yeah, back. Definitely. <laughs> you can't ever. We, that that chant is retired. You can't ever use it again. And I forgot to mention in the first part of the podcast. Um, for those who didn't know, earlier today I went to patient first because I had an asthma attack this morning. Everything's okay. I'm fine. I'm good. Um, doctors just said it was just because of overworking and stress. Mm. So, I'm all good to go. Life of a teacher. Yeah. Life of a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and podcaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, for everyone that's reached out to me, I want to say thank you. I'm doing well. I'm in good health. I'm in good spirits. I'm good to go. Um, so, we're going to talk now about USL League One News. Yeah. Some teams are coming in yes. with the playoffs, what our predictions are. Plus, you know, we got end-of-the-year review show, so we're going to definitely talk about that. Let's start it off. This weekend, North Texas played Tucson. North Texas won. And I, I will say this. I'm kind of disappointed in USL League 1 because I seriously think in the office they were not expecting North Texas to run gunshot with the league. So they was like, I'll oh, just put them on Friday night. They'll be out the playoffs by then. We were watching them, and then they have, like, not lost. <laughs> no, North and Texas has been on fire. And I mean, we were talking about this off air before we started recording about how people were expecting North Texas to play, you know, play the kids like, yeah. we, like we normally say. But if you think about it, even if they did play the kids, this core group of players have been playing together since they were 10. Yeah. They've been playing in the same league since they were 10. They are, they've been developed in the same way. So, while, yes, this is their first time playing a full professional season, you're looking at, let's say, for example, you go to a Greenville or even a Richmond Kickers. If you've got a player that, as the season starts taking its toll on a player... The wheels start to fall off. The replacement for that player is usually subpar. That's why that player was starting. Yeah. So that, I mean, if you think about it, with a team of players that have been playing together for so long, the guy you put in for the guy whose legs whose legs are given out is just as good. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I mean, North Texas played Friday. They won 3-1. Um, the Chattanooga-Toronto game, since 4 one against Lansing, that game lost all meaning. Oh, that is, so yeah. the Chattanooga gave up a late goal against Toronto FC. They drew. Um, yeah, the game that was more 
the game had all the hype, but when I watched it, I was disappointed in it was the Lancet Ford match. Yeah. I was expecting fireworks. I thought I was going to see a red card. I was expecting it. Nothing. <laughs> so, I think it, it it was a situation of the Lansing playing it safe. We don't want anyone getting injured. We're in the playoffs. But if you win, if you're Lansing and you win, you lock up home field advantage. Yeah. I so think it would be granted. They, they lock up the home field, which is what like you backed you, into it. What would you rather? Would you rather lock down home field advantage with a few scrapes or not have home field advantage and everybody healthy? I want home field advantage. I, I'm sorry. I'll but take I, the whole playoff. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take everybody healthy first. I mean, at the end of the I'll day, it's playoffs. Home. You want everybody at 100. percent In the con, look. Let us know. Tweet at us. Let us know. Would you rather back into home field home field spot? And have everyone healthy, or would you rather lock it up yourself, and then have like one or two players a little nicked up? But so JC Bank scored mm-hmm. in the forty second minute, and then the first half was just dull from Lance. Oh, like, I, I, they, they were flat. They looked flat. Second half was a little bit better. There was a PK call. I'm not gonna lie to you. The forward player died because I went back and rewatched it. Yeah. I didn't see any. It was contact, but it won't nothing for. The forward down to like fly. The forward uh, player to like fly. That's what happened. He drew the foul. And then I think Cleveland saved it, but it still ended 1-1. So that meant that the South Georgia and Greenville game had all their importance. And guess what? Greenville wet the bed. Ugh. Like, all these things. <laughs> Green- so Greenville scored first. And then South Georgia was like, hey, y'all remember we were second in the table? Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. And then they decided to score three out of nowhere. And yeah. I gotta say, if there's any team right now that's going into the playoffs, so your playoff top four is North Texas, Lansing, Greenville, Ford. Those are your top four. For those who don't know, playoffs, it's single elimination. Um, that's that's all it is. I think Greenville's going in with the worst run of form because you lost the OCB. And then you lost to South Georgia, two teams who were coming in on bad runs of form, and you had an opportunity two weeks in a row to lock up a home playoff spot. That got to that got to go into the mentality of the players. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 no. They, that definitely does. Um, so now you go from locking up, you know, playing at your home turf to going up to Lansing, playing in Michigan, where it's already getting cold. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Not good. So, who do you have winning the first matchup? You got North Texas versus Ford in Dallas. Who you got? I'm going to have to say North Texas. You taking North Texas? I'm going to have to say North Texas. Although, like I said, in this in this playoffs, I think the team I'm rooting for would be Ford Madison, but... You can't deny what North Texas has done this season and how devastating they are. It's taking everything for me to say this, but so I'm not rooting for forward in the playoffs. My pick is Lansing. Your pick is Lansing. My pick is Lansing. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. But I'm going with the upset pick. I got forward beating North Texas Texas on penalties. Oof. I got Lansing beating Greenville three one. Yeah, I got I, Lansing. I, I have I have Lansing winning. I have Lansing beating Ford two one in the finals. In the finals, 
I, I can That's see that. I, to me, I see a Lansing North Texas finals. I see a Lansing North Texas finals. I'm sorry, North Texas are they have way too much in their locker. North Texas, okay. And you have to take about think about it this way: a lot of the losses North Texas took this season have been around times where they've had a mashup of games, yeah, multiple games. Now they have plenty of time to prepare for this playoff run, and they just have two games. Well, also I think during this time period we also have international break. Yeah. So I think like players like Dallas J, does he leave or does he stay? Um. Um. Uh, not Ricardo Davis mm-hmm. for North Texas. He just got called up to the Haitian team. So is yeah. he going to play? And then Pepe, if I don't know how MLS standards are working right now, but does he stays or does he um, stay with FC Dallas or does he come back down for North Texas or playoff run? So it's all interesting. I mean, you're probably right. The more logical pick is going to be North Texas versus Lansing. But I would like to see Ford and Lansing go at it one more time. And Yeah, uh, that, that would be interesting. The atmosphere was great. I want the game to live up to the atmosphere. Yeah, the game's got to. The game has to. And there has to be... It has to. But I don't don't know. I just don't want to see the final in the empty stadium. I know that's like petty and pedantic of me. But I I don't... don't, No, no, no. It's not. It's not. You don't want any league to have a final in an empty stadium. Yeah, I don't... I don't want to see that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to see a final in a baseball stadium neither. I'll take that. At least no, there's fans look, there. No. At least no. there are fans there. Yeah, I know people are, are are worried about that with MLS as well. With um, North, um, New York. That's MLS problem. That, that's MLS problem. But MLS. we have the same problem with Lansing. Lansing's different. This is a League One team that just started. MLS got money. They had an opportunity to fix it. We ain't talking about that. Final at Yankee Stadium. That's going to be. I got nothing to do with it. I'm praying it's not to happen. <laughs> All right, so we got that out the way. We got that done. We got some other USL League One news. Uh, so North Texas just came out. They're getting their own stadium. I think nice. they're moving to Austin, mm-hmm. to the Texas Rangers old stadium. So they'll be playing there in 2020. It's a baseball field, but they said they're converting it to a soccer stadium. Yeah, completely. If memory serves me correct, I believe the Texas Rangers – Moved out. I think they got their own stadium, so that'll be North Texas on stadium. It was just good to see. Yeah, be their own team. They already got the North Texas. And they don't have to build a stadium from scratch. Yeah, it's the, North it's Texas. All, the structures already yeah. there. They had the already the branded right North Texas, so it's not like FC Dallas too. No, you can build your own community around it. Um, I got to say, North Texas is probably one of the better two teams at promoting their brand, outside of like OCB and a, a Toronto FC two who. Media accounts are only used on game day. They're a little yeah. bit better at it. Also, we have a reason to go to New England now. Hey! For those who don't know, Shanir is from the New England region. Uh, um, Massachusetts, yes. Yes. So, about 30 minutes from Foxborough Stadium. Yeah. Where, or, or from Gillette Stadium. For the next one, it was Foxborough Stadium. New England Revolution 2 will be playing in that stadium, but there's no news of a coach, no logo, no name, nothing. Nothing we just don't yet. play it in 2020. Nothing yet. Do you well, have a suggestion what the name would be? Will it be the Tom Brady no, FC? No, 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 no. Don't put football in it. Don't put football in it. <laughs> don't, don't put American football in it. Um, and the, the reason why I say that is because there is no comparison between the Patriots and the New England Revolution. The Patriots have our dynasty. New England Revolution has probably made it to the finals more than any other MLS team and has not won one. So I'm... Frustration 
is big with me on that. <laughs> I believe it. Um, but I, I, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, New England Revolution Two. Just, just don't, don't, don't overcomplicate it. Because normally, when they try and come up with a different name, it comes out corny. I just don't want it to be New England Revolution Two. That, granted, okay. I know people have. They're a playing in the same stadium. Yeah, they're from the same area. Uh, uh. I'm sorry. I I don't think because I. I'm tell so you, you think this team name is going to be New England Revolution too? They probably will. I I don't see them putting a lot of thought into it. And to be honest with you, if they did, like I said, it usually comes out corny. Yeah. It comes out really corny. That's I mean, we're also talking about one of the. Well, oh, shoot. Probably the last franchise to use their 96 logo. Like, I don't think y'all have updated y'all logo. Nope. Since the day y'all came to the league. Nope. All right. Nope. Same so, logo from jump. We're just going to let that go. Um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, if it works, if it, if it, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Um, there are some clubs that felt that they needed a revamp. They needed a... Some kind of revival or rebirth. So yeah. yeah, you change the logo, you make it fresh, make it you know, make it something. But I don't think New England Revolution has ever needed that. Okay, really. so my other thing to you is, since you're from that area, is is this two team going to be a team where like Revolution players that are hurt or coming back from injury or just kicking game time will come down, or is it strictly just going to be like how it is at OCB, a developmental thing and players will only move up. I would hope that it is a developmental thing. So you only want players moving up. You don't want to see like I don't need some bitter some some bitter guy who's like I didn't get first team spot to play for the team like that that that's the what we dealt with that rich with the Richmond Kickers with the True. DC United players. Apart from Travis Wara, he's still awesome. He is. <laughs> he's a king. Yes. <laughs> um. But but if. If you have that situation where you're like, oh, yeah, just send the players that aren't getting playing time down, psychologically, they're going to come down and they're not going to play well. Yeah, they're going to have the mentality that Orlando City B players had in the game against the kickers yesterday. True. All right. And I don't want that. <laughs> True. All right. So the last piece of USL League World News we got is a new team coming in for next year. Omaha. Nebraska. I'm disappointed in the name. I wanted it to be Cornhusker FC so bad. <laughs> I, I'm so serious. I did. I've been making this petition. I'm like, I seriously have, yo. Like, I had perfect names for this team. It was either the Omaha Steaks, and they were going to have, like, a steak jersey that was going to be, like, fading from, like, rare to, like, medium well done. Like, perfect brand. <laughs> and then Cornhusker FC, because you're in Nebraska already. Yeah. And it's, like, that people Corn want country. Yeah, and people want to make, like, a fake rivalry with Bug Eaters FC, even though Bug Eaters FC is saying, like, oh, we're cool with the U.S. Omaha team, so why are y'all trying to start beef? But, you know, soccer Twitter's weird. Cornhurst FC. Uh, people are going to make beef, yeah. whatever. They but to. their name is Union Omaha. They joined the league next year, so there's going to be, like, a weird rivalry between them uh, and Ford, because I think they're close enough to Ford if it had to be a rivalry. But, um... The name comes from the Union Pacific Railroad that goes through Nebraska and then the Great Horned Owl, which is like their mascot. Mm-hmm. So, but the color, I got to give them. The logo is dope. It is. It is. I, I saw I give that them, logo. I give them respects. The logo is dope. They got to kill it with the jerseys. They, the jerseys, I got to see. 
Because I, I want to see those jerseys too. I I want to. They see haven't them. released the jerseys yet, but they gotta look dope. Because you get right now the team colors I think are black, white, and lightning green. It gotta be a black kid. It gotta be a black kid, and it gotta look dope. If it don't look dope, throw the whole team in the trash. Yeah, no, that it does have to be especially when you look at the logo. Hey, the, I can respect the logo. You, you need that's a banging logo. I you you need a black yeah. kid with that. You need yeah. a black kid with dope. that. Um, and so, I mean for me, you know, the owl has a has you know good place because you know temple owls. Oh, <laughs> okay, Shanair, you went to Temple. You went to <laughs> How could we ever forget this? Hey, I mean, not, no, I know. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't said that at all. So, yeah, I, mean, I was about to say, how do you expect people to know that you like? No, I was, I was saying, Temple. yeah, no, Temple Owls. That's 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 always held okay. for me. So, so that's all the news. So it looks like we have two incoming teams, and for next year, um, I we haven't heard anything else regarding teams coming other in. teams coming in. There's rumors of the Riverside team coming in. I think Lost Dose, the LA Galaxy 2 team, maybe Portland Timbers 2. I know FC Tucson is kind of trying to get more Western Conference teams. Right now, I, I don't. I haven't heard anything. I think I don't think you've heard anything. And no. I think the table will still be like just one flat table. I don't think we're going to go conferences yet. No, I don't think we should. Yeah, and even if we do hit <laughs> conferences, I think we will have to have 20 teams, and we will have – I think we'll be north and south. Yeah. And I only – I think Richmond will be the sporting KC of USL League One, where we can either be in the south or or even north. Yeah, (laughs) depending on the numbers, wherever they need to fill in, they'll throw. We'll be that team. (laughs) We'll be like, "Hey, Ford Atlantic, one year." We'll be like, "Hey, Greenville, South Georgia, the next." Yeah, that's where we are. Uh, (laughs) So, with all that being said, we're getting into the fun part of the podcast. Our team awards. You know, so, so how are we going to go with what the vote said and what you would want? or? I mean, we can do that. Yeah. We can do that. All right. So, Team MVP, uh, the fans voted for Akira. He got 63% of the vote. I'm going to have to agree with that. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, there are a lot of games that we had where he literally stood on his head. That's true. A lot of games where he stood on his head. Hey, I'm with it. I, I'm cool with Akira being Team MVP. Um, Akwe... I, I would have put Akwe. Akwe would have been my person because I feel like he was a lockdown defender back there, most reliable on defense for us. I'd give him a close second. Yeah. But Akira has just been as a goalkeeper. Here's why I wouldn't put Akwe. Akwe has been a wonderful defender, but if our back line was a little bit better, Akwe. Akira Fitzgerald would have gotten goalkeeper of the year. And he would have had the most shutouts, the most saves, you know, the yeah. least goals scored against. That's true. Well, defensive player of the year goes to my man, Akwe. Definitely, hands down. Um, Akira finished second, Janowski finished third, and then Braden Troyer finished uh, last place. But Braden is in our hearts forever. So Yeah, I mean, forever. and Braden Troyer... Defender, midfielder, he's kind of straddles that line, so you can't exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I think we all agree is Aqui definitely was the best player. Of the year. I think I think out of all of the kickers players, he's made play team of the week the most. Yeah, I like believe, by a long shot. I be, not by a long shot. I believe he's is him and someone else. The name is escaping me, but it is like a tie for them. Yeah. Offensive player of the year, everyone voted. You know who it is? It's Joey G. Joey G. My vote was Bolden. 
Me too. <laughs> that was my fault. I mean, I love and, Joey and, G. Don't and, get me but wrong. here's the thing: the reason why we are saying Bulldog is because we're looking very closely at the game. Gallardo gets the headlines. Yes. But Bolduc six assists pulls the, the strings. Yeah. He's he's the puppeteer behind everything the kickers and do. And the crazy thing is, look at what Bolduc has played and look what he has not played. We look like a total totally different team attacking when Bolduc plays. Yup. Yes. I, I, and, and I'm telling you, Bolduc is the man behind the curtain. Yeah, and, and, and I look, think Nate from Nate by Northwest opened my eyes to Bolduc and ever since then I'll be like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, no, he no. That he's, he's he's the man behind the curtain, and a lot of people. If you're not really following, if you're not a student of the game, you won't see how much he affects. I mean, I can understand why people voted for Gary because he definitely. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he, he was, was his next, he was He's the only one who had two um two answers for the next award. I guess I can say it like that. Where for goal of the year, people voted for Joey G's. Messi X goal against South Georgia where he walked through seven defenders. Missed the last guy and yeah. scored. And then guess what goal finished second? His, his half-court shot. His half-court shot, <laughs> yeah. Finished second. To be honest with you, for me, I think the goal that would finish second for me was the goal. I think he, sco- I think he scored it against Lansing. I'm not sure if it was Lansing. But where he receives the ball with his back to goal, starts heading. Oh, FC midfield. Tucson. FC Tucson. Yeah. He's heading towards midfield. It looks like he's going to dish it back to yeah. Maxi. And he just does a full, quick 180 and burns past the entire yeah. defense. That was very similar to yeah. his goal against South Georgia. So, yeah, Joey G definitely gets uh, goal of the year with that one. I mean, all of these choices, you couldn't go wrong with him. Daniel Jackson, Rocket against Lansing. Torres had a goal against Greenville. You, you couldn't go wrong with him. Yeah. Man. Um, bigger surprise of the year, this pretty much went to the player that was kind of low on the radar. But by the end of the year, he's on everyone's tongue. Everyone's like, yo, have you seen him? Yeah. Of course, Eli Lockerbie, the hometown kid. Yes. He was the darling of the city, but he he did his thing. The oh, goodness. my goodness. I did not expect him no. to, to, to to wreck set as much no. as he did. He Well, he had the, at, at the moment, at the time of the game, he had the uh, go to guys back in the game against OCB. Yep. Multiple defensive stops. Multiple, like, tackles that... Stop like a counterattacking play. Like he yeah. did his job and more. Yeah, and he's I someone I would definitely love to see yeah. come back next year. Me too. I was not expecting him to have such a successful no. season. Um, and kudos to to Lockerbie. Yeah. Well done. Most improved player of the year is a tie between Avon and Josh Hughes. So I'm not gonna personally lie. I did give Avon a tough time because I was just like, I don't know about him as a defender, but as time went on, he got better. I don't know if I would put Ivan, and the reason why I wouldn't put Ivan is because of position change. Josh Hughes has always played somewhere in the midfield and has improved there. Yeah. Ivan was struggling as a fullback in a back four where we were like, what is he doing? Yeah, true. As a center back in a back three, he did much better, but it's because it's not that he improved, it's that it fit him more. Yeah, fit him better. So I think I would go with Josh Hughes. All right. So fastest players on the team, <laughs> definitely it goes back Eli. to it goes to Eli. <laughs> Eli Lockerbie on the team he did his thing, man. Like Speedy Lockerbie. Oh yeah, man. that OCB goal by itself proves how fast he is. <sighs> proves that how fast. pace is just 
it looks like everyone's running uphill and he's running downhill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, moment of the year. Definitely it goes to Troyer's goal against Greenville, the Air Troyer goal. Air Troyer, I, I, I would say, yeah, definitely moment of the year. Yeah, now a Troyer moment of the year. Yeah, definitely. Nothing else. And then the last one, I think this came from my wife. <laughs> Best hair on the team, there's actually a tie between Joey G and Dennis Chin. I don't know how we break the tie for that one. I don't know. I don't know. I'll go with Chin. The locks, the Killmonger look. Yeah, he got the Killmonger look. That's the, you gotta. Yeah. But Joey G on that hair, he does. The hair is flowing. Yes. The hair is flowing. Yeah, and then he also changed. You know, he got got the yeah. So know, got the platinum in there. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's hard. It's hard. Um. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that one I'm gonna have to be like that one. I, 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 I can't. Look, I, I can't. <laughs> Especially with someone that is going bald. I don't have. a... A horse in that race. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with that being said, so that's end of the year reviews are done. Um, we're definitely going to be shouting out the guys who won those awards. This is our last review show of the year. Yeah, I think our wives are more happy than what we are. Yeah, I know they are. So we definitely have two Unless more. Unless we come up with some other reason to. We probably will. <laughs> Just like a random Just, episode at Christmas and being like, Christmas special! <laughs> we don't talk about nothing. About how United, you know, Manchester United is fighting for relegation and stuff. Um, and for some reason. and, and We're and, not talking about it, Shanir. No, we'll no. There. And Man City is having some that, issues. We're not, we're not talking about that, Shanir. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on the positives of life. Oh, that is a positive thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, um, we definitely want to say thank you to everyone that has supported us this year. It's been 38 great episodes. we got two more shows left. we got the show with TFC and then the end of the year wrap-up with uh, Coach Bulo. Yes. Um, big shout-outs to Patrick, who's been tremendous for us, giving us access. Um, all the front officers have Matt Spears, yeah. Rob Ucrop, Scott Sutton. All of them have been amazing and above and beyond. The River City Red Army, who's probably been one of our biggest supporters. Oh, yeah. League One Fund from Ira and Jason to, God, it's just so many people. Capital Combustion. As much as I talk junk about them, Ford, Madison, yeah. they've been amazing. That's kind of the, the friendly rivalry there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... Seen... um. A shout out to Ted from RFK Refugees oh, yeah. for you Definitely know stepping Ted. in. Ted, Matt, Henry, <laughs> that's been on our show. Gordon, who's been on our show. Yes. I know John Orangeborn is kind of like holding a weird grudge against me. John, I would promise you, I'll get you on the show next year. Yes. This is just year one. Year two, we're coming back bigger and stronger. Yeah. yeah. So with us closing out, you're not gonna hear our usual closeout music. We got a special, special song to go close out our last show. So, yes, we thank do. you guys again from the bottom of our hearts. We love y'all and keep us on the good side. Oh, yeah.